I stared at like, ooh, do I go for an OLED? Do I want to drop $1,500 today? I did not. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that reminds you that 2002 was a long time ago, but not that long. <sighs> not that long, Robbie boy. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Shelton. Jared, what's up? I didn't expect that to be your opener. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get into it yet. Yep, yep. I'm not going to get into it Not going to get in. Stephen, how are you doing before I get into how I'm doing? <laughs> I... I'm fine. I had a moment today where I was in a store and two things that I hate. Two things I hate about today. One, that we have to use all these stupid buzzwords in news stories to try to grab your attention. Two, that shrinkflation is a real thing. Okay, pause. The first one, you sound like an old man, but please elaborate. So, every story with the economy or with a a crime or anything has to have like a tagline attached to it like mm. shrinkflation or something gate everything has to be bezos gate yeah that's been a thing since the 70s i know but <laughs> it's increasingly happening now because they're like if you go on any website you will catch buzzwords in yeah. every title and it drives me nuts but also it stuck in my brain because as I was walking through the liquor store today, I couldn't help but notice that prices were the same, but I'm getting a four-pack instead of a six-pack. Mm. And that is really insulting to my intelligence. Yeah. Most of the time you don't notice. Most of the time it's, hey, we're taking out two ounces from this 15-ounce bag. Mm. All right. We need to be more like the French. And yes, I will explain because Go on. that sentence sounds wrong. <laughs> The French will just riot over anything, and sure. I admire that about them. <laughs> Corporations right now are in the fuck-around period, and I guess we'll see if they find where the find-out period is. It, it reminds me a lot of unions, for example. Like, unions were the compromise solution mm-hmm. for corporations and people exploiting the working class. Do you know what they did before unions? Brutal violence. Their best. Tar and feathering. Like, you just got to the point where you fucked around too hard, and then your whole family found (laughs) out. And, listen, the Survivor Training Back Time podcast does not advocate for violence. Gonna put that out there right now. But I remember a play I did that was out at a old mansion in the suburbs. Okay. um, Owned by the Park District, and they collaborated with the theater to use it. And they told us about the building, and one thing the building had was hidden passages because this was owned by a coal baron, and they were like, oh, we fucked around, and eventually the people of this town are going to come and make us find out. Yeah, use your passageways, run. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see, let's see, the world's in an interesting spot, Stephen. Yeah, you reminded me, though. The Associated Press had to apologize to the nation of France this last week. I saw this. You saw this? Yeah. They were talking about how... It's best to use people-first language, or person-first language. So instead of saying a disabled person, a person, or let me 
Make sure yeah, I yeah. I, 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 instead of saying a disabled person, you'd say a person with with, with a, a disability. disability. Exactly. P- making it so that they are a person with a condition, like a conditional thing, yeah. rather than that being their entire identity, etc. So the AP style book tweeted out phrases like the disabled, the poor, and the French are things that you should not use, and France <sighs> was not having it. Like, I'm sorry. I Did- didn't realize that the French was a problem. Did you see what the or the French ambassador to the U.S. put in their Twitter? I did, but go on. It, it they didn't update it. They just took a screenshot of them updating it and they didn't save it. But it said like the ambassador of French-ish things to the United States or something like that. Ian Bremmer, a political scientist, suggested people experiencing Frenchness. <laughs> <laughs> if you are experiencing Frenchness, please call your doctor. Yes. Oh man, I this is all one long thought. Did you have something that you were gonna say? Oh no, this is this is great. Okay, I, I mean, it, you know, I'm for those keeping track at home. I have my mental health has been deteriorating over the course of the end of last season into this season. Woo! Yeah, but now I, I've sort of gotten back into a new rhythm, but a rhythm. And seasonal depression's a bitch, but like now it's snowing, so it doesn't feel quite so bad. Seasonal depression is fine when it's pretty outside. It's better. Yeah. It's not great, but it's better. (laughs) Well, as a person who always experiences a little bit of Frenchness, I think we just move on to the show. What about emails? Fine. (laughs) Are there no good emails? You can cut this. No, there are so many emails. (laughs) You're correct. If you too wish to email us, email us at SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of us in other ways, like at SurvivorTBT on Twitter, or you slash SurvivorTBT on Reddit. We are starting to post some memes on these. Get ready for those. The first, if, first one's coming in hot. And if you're experiencing Frenchness, please speak to your doctor and send us an email. Yeah, well, maybe, I, I guess I don't need to know if you're experiencing Frenchness. With a last name like Labine, I'm, I'm with you. Technically, it's only French-Canadian-ness, so... I'm sorry about it. Hey, <laughs> fun fact before we get into emails then, since you said French-Canadian. Uh-huh. Uh, Parisian French and Quebecois French are almost entirely different languages at this point. Hmm. Because Parisian French is much more casual, where they will just take things from, like, other things from the European countries around them, and they end up becoming French, part of their language. But the Quebecois are... Like, they are traditionalists because they, a lot of Canada has tried to get them to stop exist for most of their history. (laughs) So they're like, no, we are going to adhere to every single fucking grammatical rule in the goddamn book. We're not adding any new words that weren't around from the 1700s. I'm exaggerating, but I just find that interesting. Hmm, That is interesting. Speaking of interesting, emails. Carl emails. We got two of them. Hey guys, good to have you back. No worries on the delay between episodes. Gotta take care of yourself first. We are trying our bestest. Agree that Ethan should have elaborated more on his Brandon question. 100%. Yeah. I like the Polynesian grunts in the intro a lot, especially how they often match up with the actions of the screen uh, in the shots if you watch for it. I'll have to take a real look at that. I'm sure I've, I've noticed, but just having that accented in an email, always nice. I love the Boston. You hear that goblin when Rob hears his chicken? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Boston has to be one of the, like, top three most disgusting dialects. 
Like, think about, like, okay, you are having an intimate moment with your partner, and what are the three dialects that you don't want their natural voice to be in? Like, Boston is top three, for sure, right? Give me, give me your top three off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, Brooklyn, Boston, and this is no, no particular order. Brooklyn, Boston, and old-style Chicago. Okay. Those, like, the ones that if you heard a garbage man saying it at any point in the country, you'd be like, ah, tracks. The, the SNL skit, the Bears. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going with. I have to throw into the mix the old-style Minnesotan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. You're doing a great job down there. I'm going to need you to just uh, keep on going. I'll, my, see, I'll my, see myself out. My genitalia recoiled into my body with you doing that. Yep, I'm now an innie. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> holes. Speaking of holes. Speaking of holes. Curious to know how much time Peter dedicated to mastering his asshole and what that involved. <laughs> I still, I never want to know the answer, but he did leave the question of what mastering them means. Yeah, yeah. The tribal set for this season was actually built in a rush by a local woodworking school. Since production had everything planned to be in Jordan and had to switch so quickly, you can see it in the background of one of the beaches they use for most of the challenges, which is another sign of how last minute everything was. For what it is, though, I think it looks nice. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, especially like how they illuminate the blue ocean in the background. Yeah. The ocean is gorgeous back there. Beautiful. 100%. Yeah, and we kind of touched on it, but people didn't really think it was possible for male people to be voted out first back then. Mm. We're blowing minds in this season. (laughs) We broke the glass ceiling. If Paramount Plus has been spoiling episodes, we have some options from our good friend Carl. Okay. I'll share that with you later. Great. And episode two, love that we remember the Super Bowl. Sean Kniff is an, is an icon. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. Apparently, Mara Amu did the morning show every day. Yeah. Every single day. It seemed like it. Yeah. I wanted to propose something to you, and that's the super, mentioning the Super Bowl is a great time to do it. Okay. I think you and I need to talk off mic and then come up with an award based on one person from each season. Okay. So, I mean, already, the first season, we need to find the BB Award, which is the person in the season that fits in the worst with their tribe. So, by that definition, we're going to end up giving out 43 awards eventually? Yes. Per season? Yes. We'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) We can do a reset once... Once we get a returnee season. Okay. Because that seems to come every, like, X number of seasons. Sure. We, we, may, we'll, we'll talk. We'll see if we have a better plan. <laughs> the Sean and V combo was interesting, and it did annoy many people back in 2002, which interpreted the conversation as accusations of racism towards their tribe mates, which I don't see at all in that. Oh. I can 100% see how it was interpreted that way. Because sure, you have to remember, sure. this is, we, you and I are steeped in, especially being in the theater community, being in a very liberal city, very liberal friends, uh-huh. steeped in conver- conversations about bias, unconscious bias, all of those things. 
Whereas you see, and you even see this in season, a little bit of a spoiler here for season 42, you see this in 42 with someone like Jonathan who doesn't understand the difference between that, even in 2022 or 2021, taking it as an unconscious bias being accused of active racism. For some people, racism only means, like, if you put on the hood, you're racist, and if you don't, you're good. And that's, and it's, it's more nuanced than that, but in 2002, I don't know that those... Like, for, for the those conversations were happening, but in the popular media, absolutely not. Oh, again, we will get to it in a bit, but nuance is not Ooh. this episode. Yeah, we talk about how, the, since they're black and they're talking to each other, they're automatically in an alliance together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confirmation bias, if you will. In the boat challenge, most people got one or two rocks. Hunter got, like, five or six. Gabe says he got 19. Whoa. And goes on to say, that's some Terminator shit. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, he was down there for forever. He was. Very, like, he must be a good swimmer. Or can hold his breath really well. Yeah. <gasps> what? Okay, we gotta say something now. Okay, sorry, sorry. There's a common story on forums that Patricia gave everyone a gift at the reunion show. And again, I don't know. I cannot verify any of this information is true. So hold with what we got here and her gift to sean was a confederate flag to remind him of his roots oh no oh oh no and again i i do not have information to back this up if that is the case holy shit that is either an intentional act of malice or the most tone deaf thing i have ever heard of in my entire fucking life god i hope it's the latter please be the latter oh my god (laughs) and for someone like sean like okay sean is very outspoken about about uh civil rights and 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 social justice and all that in this season like i cannot imagine what that interaction looked like Mm -hmm. oh buddy Mm -hmm. yeah Big yikes. Imagine giving a Jewish person a fucking, like, Nazi flag to remember their heritage. Like, that's the same... You're doing the same thing. The only reason that would be socially acceptable is if it was, like, burned, stomped on the ground, or taken from a place by a rival army. I marinated it in Nazi blood. (laughs) I wouldn't show. Holy shit. Yikes. Okay, moving on. Josh's emails... Thank you, Josh. We got a couple emails from Josh. Just some notes. Gonna try and research it with you this time. As previously mentioned, the season was supposed to be in Jordan, but changed yeah. some our cases last minute. We talked about that. So a lot of things, such as the Tribal Council set. Uh-huh. This is Again, well known. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The idea was Rotu had the better water source, while Mar Amu had the better food source. Which we get into this episode. Yes. Yeah. John is gay, but not public when the season started. Okay. This episode's kind of the kicker with what's going on yeah. here. Yeah. And then we've, we've kind of heard the name a couple more times, but it's Nalia. Yeah. Backwards for Helen. I don't... Oh. I don't know if that's how it was... That's how it's spelled. Yeah. That's how it's spelled. I don't know if that was the, the point when hmm. her mom was like, Ah, oh, Helen. No. Flip it around. <laughs> These pain meds do real good. <laughs> yeah. And then we just talk about predictions. Also... Notes that Jared did mention a couple names that we haven't seen yet in future seasons, 
And yes, we've, we've kind of addressed that Jared does know a couple names and will know a couple names just from the public zeitgeist. And that, and like I said, I watched them when I was a kid. Like, I don't remember where people placed, but yeah. I remember having people I liked or that were popular at the time, which is where, like, Ruben, like, I know that name because I remember liking him as a kid, but I don't remember where in the season he finished. Yeah. I don't even remember what season he's in. Well, I just remember that he exists. You're going to find out. <laughs> And then finally, you say people on Survivor should realize it's not really a survival show by season four, but it will take much, much longer for that to happen. Uh, get get ready. Get set. More people are figuring it out every season. Yeah. Season one, there was one person who figured it out. <laughs> season two, there was a few. Season three, there was even more, but a lot of them didn't play very effectively. And... We'll talk about this season. As we yeah. Go. And then finally, Tyler, we talk about the... Thank you. Also mentions the water source versus food source discrepancies. Yeah. Good stuff there. Uh, goes into great detail. Fun fact, this season is the first season to be filmed while the previous season is still airing. So according oh. to the filming schedule online, filming would have started right after the episode with the Africa tribe swap. So it's not clear if the people would have seen the tribe swap and knew it was possible. I don't think if it just started filming when this when that happened, then it w they wouldn't have seen it because all the logistics to like get there and start. I can't imagine that they would be able to watch that episode. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. But the show definitely doesn't. We'll talk about it in the episode, but the show definitely doesn't play into their surprise like it did last season. And then goes on to recommend uh, a show, also a, a reality social game. I won't like go into the details, but I'll, I'll share it with you here, Jared. If anyone wants to look it up, it's called Sequester. I've heard that name before. Yeah, we may look that up. Interesting. And finally, one last thing from Tyler in a second email. Something should have mentioned last week. Each player provides a short list of, I think, five luxury items, and production makes them makes the final pick on what the item is. Oh. So for the people whose luxury item you trashed, for all we know, they could have had four really good ideas and one lame thing as okay. an afterthought. And then production's like, that one. Pick that one. There it is. Flag. Pick that one. We need America. We need America. Cool. That's all the emails. Cool. Anything else? America. <laughs> We're going to talk about that flag in this episode. Yeah. Bopper! All right, so this episode came out on March 20th of 2002. A pretty tame week in the world. There's like... A couple of award shows that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> a couple people inducted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've done those previously, but I just... They're not that interesting. Really, the only interesting thing that happened, or important thing that happened in the world, because I did want to pick at least one, is the invasion of Afghanistan, uh, the operation that started a couple weeks ago, back on March 2nd. They killed... They ended. They killed 500 Taliban and Al-Qaeda Al fighters with 11 Allied troop fatalities. Hmm. So that's a... Pretty good KDA. Um, oh, no. wonder how many civilians were in that as well. Yikes. Uh, technically, they're all civilians. It was their country. But, yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're doing the thing that will sure... And, and we're winning, so it'll be over in, like, you know, six months. <laughs> yeah. S same song on the charts, but I didn't want to talk about the movies. Okay. Uh, all right. So, We Were Soldiers has fallen all the way down to number five. People realize that's trash. Cool. The Time Machine, down number four. People realize it's trash. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. Showtime, don't really care about it. Number one is Ice Age, of course. Cool. We talked about that cool. coming out yeah. last week. Number two. All right. 
Resident Evil. Oh! Have you seen the Resident Evil movies? No. Have you seen any of them? No. They are garbage. Yeah, I've heard they're not great. They are and that's, so bad. That's why I have not watched... I mean, I'm not a big horror video game person anyway, but I've heard they're not... Even to that level, not great. Yeah, it's... It's bad. They're campy bad. Okay. They're fun to watch, but they're bad. I mean, this is also in the time where any video game adaptation is bad. Yes. I'm uh, sure there's an exception that proves the rule. The Super Mario Bros. movie? No. And that's earlier anyway. That's nice. Mortal Kombat. The okay. Mortal Kombat movie is legitimately a masterpiece. Okay. I mean, they made a Mortal Kombat movie the game, so it has to be good, right? <laughs> Street Fighter, the movie, the game. It's exactly. That exists. Yeah. Uh. So that's what happened around March 20th of 2002. We are still in a glut of culture <laughs> and patriotism. Always. So, let's get into the episode. Episode 4, The Wind's Twist? That's a bad title. It's a bad title. Like, I, I had to look it up and like double check that I was correct. It It is. The Wind's Twist. Hey, uh, can we stop saying get him off? Can we just stop? Everyone, I'm, go back. I'm going to go back in time. And hear me. Hear me through this mic. I am manifesting. Mm -hmm. Hear me through this mic, players of 2002 and onwards. Mm -hmm. Stop saying the phrase, they just had to get him off. I just can't take you seriously when you talk like that. What do you mean, Jared? Like, you have a guy that you, you don't like and... He's just, like, up in your business, so you got to get him off. I mean, Gina wanted to get Hunter off, <laughs> that, And that's who said it, anyway. But that may be true. That's, yes. Just, uh, anyway. <laughs> Jared had to come in hot with that one. Yes, it drives me crazy. So we open the episode with Rob. Rob disseminating from the last, the last vote. This is my game, and I am the one controlling it. Hunter didn't see it coming. Hunter didn't see it coming. Yeah. This is some I'm the one who knocks bullshit. <laughs> but I kind of like it. This is... Rob has been playing under the radar this whole game. And now Rob is coming out as this, the psychopath serial killer that we all know and love. But only to us. Yeah. He's not showing that to anyone else. No. It's brilliant. Yep. It's so good. And, and Gina, on the reverse reaction, this is stupid... Rob and Sean just want to be a leader. They, they voted out the wrong... Like, it should have been me. I, I guess I'm glad it's not me, but it should have been me. Yeah, Gina's kind of dumb. I like Gina. And I, I actually am... Ex I'm, I'm interested to see where she goes this season. But everyone kind of gets it but her. Uh-huh. And of course they did. They all voted the same way. Yep. But she's like, they won't explain it to me. Put your head together. Like, why would they lay down and die... For somebody that they don't like and they, when they want to do things differently. And also, it's not like you guys were a powerhouse tribe and this was the first vote that you guys had. Mm -hmm. Things weren't working. Things under Hunter weren't working. You gotta switch it up. And I don't think it's stupidity. I think it's loyalty to a fault. That's fair. She really liked Hunter. Yeah. And can't see why anybody else doesn't like Hunter. It's like that one friend in college that is dating a person and you're like oh man hey they're they're bringing their partner like we know we know that they're a problem but just we like our friend put up with the partner yeah oddly specific sorry i'm gonna continue 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you had friends in college that you <laughs> didn't... I, I told all my friends, like, I fucking hate your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. Do I have any of those? I don't... Eh, maybe I did. I'm not going to go back into my past. Steven, this is now a therapy session. Hello. Go. Okay, hi. <laughs> hi, therapist. Therapist Jared. Therapist Jared. I would actually... Where'd, where'd you get your doctorate? Oh, wait, you just need a master's degree. It's true, yeah. Um, Columbia. Oh. Now I gotta get one in America. <laughs> That's a line from Community. Anyway. Hey. And then at the end, Gina says, I hope this is the beginning of Mata Amu and not the end. Hey, in case you didn't realize... That's a big, hey, hey, hint, hint, guess what we're doing next. Well, I didn't catch that. I didn't I didn't realize they were going to, like, I caught the foreshadowing afterwards, but sure. I didn't realize they were going to, I knew tribe swaps were a thing. I didn't yeah. realize they were going to do a complete reorganization. No, and it's not like it, you were supposed to know that that yeah. was happening. This is me looking back and being like, nice, yeah. nice survivor. Yep. I like this. Good framing. Over at row two. Pascal, this is a family. John. Still very kumbaya. Yeah. John's making toasted coconut. It's great. I wrote down that Rotu feels like the victims of a slasher movie. Like, this is early in the slasher movie. Rob is the slasher. And they're the teenagers that are out in the woods. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. They're all like, yay, we're camping and it's fun. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking stab everyone in this game. Yeah. It's coming. Just you wait. And then at the end, they they, they mention family. They, like, this is a family. This is one big happy family. Nothing's going to get into our way. And, hey, more foreshadowing. Get, you, uh, get yep. your ass ready. We get some mail! Essentially, just expect the unexpected is is the mail. They Everyone's like, okay, what's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> I like the people Mara on. We were like, we're done guessing. Yeah. We've never been right. <laughs> we give up. We're so sick of this. And this is an interesting take on it because last season they send three and three mm -hmm. and those three swap tribes. This season we go and meet and you can tell it's not a challenge yeah. by the music that's playing. It's much more cheerful. It's clearly there's no competition going on here. Yeah. They show up. Jeff's like, hey, it's not, it's not an immunity. It's not a reward. We're doing something else. Go pick a thing to stand on. Yep. Go. And immediately I knew it was happening. I was like, oh shit, okay. Go pick a rock. What I did not expect was them to keep the tribe numbers the same. Correct. I think that was a bad choice. We're gonna see. Yeah. It is a choice. Yep. Is in the... I mean, yes, the answer is yes. But in the reality TV world... Making a strong decision is a choice. Oh, yeah. And not making a choice is a choice. And this feels like they just didn't make a choice. <laughs> no, I think they made a choice, stuck to it, No, even though they're like, hey, the numbers are way more lopsided than we ever could have imagined. Uh, yeah, they didn't adapt. Which is funny, because Jeff says this, that a survivor is all about adapting, and they didn't adapt shit. <laughs> Although, I, there was part of me, I wrote down this at this point of, was this even planned? Like, was this something where we like, we gotta do something to mix this up? And Jeff tells us at the end of the episode that, like, hey guys, don't worry, this was totally planned. And I don't believe him. <laughs> I don't think you have I, to say that if it was planned. I swear to you guys, this was planned. Don't even worry about it. He's never said that before. And I just, I, 
I just don't believe him. I think I I think it's the lopsidedness of the game is they couldn't have imagined this game ending this way yeah. because they haven't seen anything like it before. It's true. They've never seen Ogacore was close. Yeah, but even there they got some lucky breaks and they won a couple challenges and somebody almost died. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, they pick a disc and Jeff's like, "All right, Flip over your disc, and he goes right down the line. Drop your buff, and at first you're like, nobody's changing. Try like yeah. these are all the same, and then it gets weird. Nylee is the first swap. Vesipia swaps. Rob swaps. Kathy swaps. Sean swaps, and then suddenly you realize, yeah, these tribes aren't even. No. I expected them to be even. Uh-huh. Nope, we're sticking to the eight to. Five. five. Eight to five build. I mean, eight to four at the end of this episode. You're right. In- also, wait, I do want to talk about Vesepia when she got switched, saying God is still good, like it's her default line on a character select screen of a fighting game. <laughs> you can't see this audio podcast, but I'm bouncing back and forth. God is good. God is still good. God is still good. Man. I have the power. And at the end of this, as we're... Everyone's kind of realizing and huddling together and be like, hi, how are you doing? Kathy is crying. Kathy is not sobbing, but is not able to hold back anything here. No. Oh my goodness. You were on top and you just hit the bottom. What What do you notice most about the breakdown of these tribes, Jared? It's almost guys versus girls. It's very, except for uh, Vesepia on row two and Pascal on Mara Amu. It is broken down by gender. And Tammy. Tammy and Zoe, too. On oh, you're time. right, you're right, because there's an uneven number. I yep. just remembered that Pascal was the only guy on Mara Amu. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the breakdown for you. Mara Amu gets Kathy, Gina, Nylea, Pascal, and Sarah. Rotu gets Gabe, John, Boston Rob, Limo Rob, Sean, Tammy, Vesipia, and Zoe. So we're not going to... Mara Amu's not going to win a challenge, huh? This is... A bad swap. This is a really bad swap. And, I mean, they couldn't have predicted it, but they certainly could have adjusted yep. to make this not happen. Now, unfortunately, I do know who wins the challenges next episode, because Paramount, I won't, I won't, I've done the rants. I won't do it again. No more rants. But I got to the end of the episode, and it started the next episode immediately, and so it put the, the line on the screen of, like, the preview it told me exactly who wins next episode. But if I hadn't known that, I would predict that Mara Amu would not win another challenge. Or would not win a challenge the whole season. Honestly, by the way it looks, yeah, you're right. Yep. It, Unless there's, like, luck-based challenges. Sure. You hope for the best at this point. <laughs> we then, we go to the individual tribes, the new tribes. Everyone's exploring their new their new homes. Food is way better. Yeah, this is where we discover that, that Mara Amu had the fruit. Well, yeah. Rotu had not that. Yeah. And you kind of get a... Grass is always greener from some people here. Yeah. Uh, the other people were lazy. The other people were they doing were this, that. Really pushing the Mara Amu was lazy. And at this point, there's too much evidence. Like, I guess they were lazy. <laughs> or, like, in comparison to Rotu. Like, I think Rotu... I, I kind of agree with Boston Rob that their Rotu seems to be workaholics to the point mm-hmm. that it's like... Why? I want to say it's it's a meet-in-the-middle situation. Yeah. I don't think 
either way was correct. I think mm. somewhere in the middle you have to make it work. Because I don't... Obviously, they weren't, like, struggling to survive. Yeah. And nothing was wrong with what they were doing. It's just they didn't have a regimented schedule and did this, 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 and this every single day. And, and also, as we discussed in Borneo, working in the afternoon is fucking stupid. Yeah. That's when it's the hottest. Yeah. On Rotu Tribe, we're straight to work. And they're like, ants is, was that Boston Rob or was yeah. Sean? Says I that? think it's Boston Rob. Okay. And then we get into a breakdown by Boston Rob of the tribe, his new tribe mates. And I am going to read for you word for word what Boston Rob says. And just remember, these are out of his mouth, not mine. I am quoting. Can't wait to, to clip this and cancel you. Fine. I'm not canceled. So here we go. Likes Gabe. Probably thinks he's smarter than he is. Gabe probably thinks he's smarter than he actually is, is yeah. what Rob says. Talks about how he's a, a real intellectual. Yeah. All those real intellectual types. Yeah. First time I saw John, I thought he was a big time queer. You even did the dialect. I did. Job. He seems rough and tough, but all he, he does all the cooking, and I won't be sleeping next to him the first night. We don't have time to break down all of that, <laughs> but... I do, and I want to. You know, I know, I know. Because that's I know. bullshit. It's so bad. Like, first of all, <laughs> cooking is a feminine trait, apparently. Like, what? As opposed to, I mean, just remember how fucking stupid that is. Do you remember two seasons ago, the man I hated more than anyone, Keith? Professional fucking chef. Yeah. Like, what... A, Boston Rob, are you in the 50s? Yeah. Men cook, you absolute fucking dingus. <laughs> this is inexcusable. Yeah. It's bad. This is... Is this the most homophobic thing we've seen on Survivor so far? This is... This feels more homophobic than... And Rudy's bullshit Oh, rant. definitely more than Rudy. Yeah. Rudy's felt like more of like a... I'm old and curmudgeonly and don't understand. I was going to say Sean's FNF. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does because it's 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 everyone with Rudy. We don't see how any how anyone interacts with Varner in regards to his sexuality. If we mm -hmm. didn't, if it wasn't brought up, and I don't remember how it was brought up, but um, we wouldn't have known. We see Frank uncomfortable with Brandon, but not like being outwardly like hateful. Yeah. This is just hateful. Yeah. And F and F at least was to his face. Or, like, in the public forum. And and being, like, yeah, like, bringing Rich in on the joke, even if the joke is crass and kind of gross. Yeah. This is just mean. It is mean. This is the rantings of, I want to say, a college kid so uncomfortable with being out in the world that getting shot out into a world where you're not isolated by people who are exactly like you. It also, I'm always shocked by homophobia from guys like this because I'm like, first of all, are you that uncomfortable in your own sexuality? Second of all, this this is kind of telling on himself in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, so you, like, I'm not saying Boston Rob is predatory. I don't know anything about him. But, like, your opinion of men is that they will basically assault people they want to have sex with. Yeah. By saying, like, I'm not going to sleep next to him. Yeah. Yikes. Big, big gross. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Yep. Robert's a nice guy, big guy, 
probably has a tiny sausage. Again. <laughs> Fucking. And what sucks is that Boston Rob's so charming. Yeah. That moments of this is funny. And then you realize what he's saying. You're like, oh, this isn't. Oh, what the fuck? This is actually hurtful. Tammy's engaged, so no luck there. <laughs> Zoe. Again, seeing women as only people to sleep with. Oh, just you wait. Zoe is the toughest guy in the tribe. Yikes. Just, that, that's the end, but man, big yikes. Yep. And he goes on later to say some more bullshit, but we'll get there when we get there. I still like Boston Rob as a player, but I'm like, Boston Rob the person, come the fuck on. And I hope, I hope he learns and grows or whatever. Yeah. But yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. Back in the Malamu tribe, Gina's living her best life. She's super excited about this tribe swap. She was at the bottom. She's no longer at the bottom. But she spends this entire time gushing about Hunter to it's her new tribe. so weird. And actually, Sarah's kind of an idiot in this exchange, too, because Sarah does not make the case at all why they got rid of Hunter. And she should have, because you're just now setting yourself up to be on the outs. Yep. Yep. And she was. And she was. Yep. And then they go off to their water supply, and... The former Rotu tribe members were shocked at this water supply. <laughs> yeah. Because it is. It is a stark difference between the two. Well, and, and something that stuck out to me is that, like, Rotu's work ethic is partially camp-dependent. Like, mm-hmm. it is, sure, Mara Amu has a worse water source, but it's still a water source. And it's not like you have to work that hard for it. Versus uh, Rotu, that, like, scavenging for food... You don't know where that food's going to be. Yeah. Scavenging for water? Oh, it's there. <laughs> so it. that's something else to consider is I, the camps are not. <laughs> these camps are so unequal. Okay. And then we, we end this little section with Gina. Real excited that, hey, the numbers aren't in the favor of any of our former Maramu tribes mates. My former people might get picked off one by one by one on that other tribe, and I hope it happens. Yeah, she's she's sour grapes. She's like, oh, I can't win, so a fuck you, I hope you don't either. Yep. And then we go over into row two, and here's where Boss and Rob and Sean contemplate the all the work. And we make a slavery comparison. Yeah. I don't know that I'm qualified to analyze this. I don't either. It felt... I believe that Sean felt that it was true in the moment. Yeah. I don't know if it was fair, but he didn't approach it the correct way at the very least. No. Weirdly, Survivor didn't either, because as we're talking about this, there's like a weird choral section going on in the background, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. He talks about the the Roots theme is playing as a joke behind me. Yeah. And... Uh, it's talking about masters and like, mm, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see why, like, again, you and I are not qualified to have this conversation. Nope. But I can see why it does seem to feel true to Sean being somebody that's so steeped in social justice with no one listening to him and being in the, in the non-power position. And we got a, we get a lot of shots of Sean and Boston Rob working and other people just observing them working. And I was like, why? What the fuck? What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. And we just continue the awful takes by Boston Rob. It says there's eight guys on this side of the island. Again, not my words. Yeah. And 
Oh, no, wait. Sorry. There's one lady, and that one lady is John. Ha ha! Gay men are women! Ha ha ha! Second okay. time this joke has been made in four seasons. Fucking bullshit! Hate it. Yeah. And then Tammy brings them coconut while they're laying out and talking about this. I feel like they're talking pretty openly, so Tammy might have heard any number of this conversation. And then as she leaves, Rob's like, yeah, well, Tammy's pretty great, actually. <laughs> as long as she continues to bring us food and serve us, she can stay. He's pretty shitty. Sean, Sean and, and Boston are being pretty shitty. This is some get in the kitchen bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the misogyny is real deep with the two of them. Yeah, but then we get the flip side of that conversation because we do see Tammy talk about, hey, if they don't work, that's fine. We're going to feed them. We're going to get food in their mouths. We're not going to keep them around, but we're going to feed them. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way they should be approaching it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we go take a hike. Is this before or after the Sean conversation with Gabriel? Because I did want to talk about that. This is before. Okay, got it. Yes. We, we flip and then we come back to that conversation. Okay. Oh, right, because Kathy gets them lost in the woods. Yes. That's exactly what happens. Jesus Mata Amu, the new Mata Amu tribe, takes a hike. They said, we're going to go as a hike as a, as a team. Which, again, this just points out how fucking bad season two and three were for their locations. Because, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> you couldn't do this in Africa. You're saying you can't go on a hike in Africa. You'll die. <laughs> in Australia, they had no food. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to have to lay here and just slowly decompose because there's nothing else we can do. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would want to take a hike. But I guess it's a good team building experience for a yeah, new sure. tribe. Why not? D d take a hike, go see something new. Maybe don't wander too far. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy takes the lead and almost immediately gets lost. I was convinced this was setting up the the profile for why Kathy gets voted out. Mm. I thought for sure Kathy was going home before tribal council. Honestly, it's a it's a good it's a good prediction because. The people who know her are frustrated with her. Mm -hmm. The people who are new are getting this experience. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's there's enough evidence right there to get thrown off. If Mara Amu goes back to tribal council, Kathy is 1,000% the person getting voted <laughs> off. Oh, man. So then they, they walk around for a while. They get lost. And they're like, okay, let's, let's start heading back. And then they find, a, they call it a babbling brook. Sure. It's cute. They find a bunch of shrimp. And they're like, oh, let's let's fish for shrimp. And everyone does. Everyone joins in. Except Sarah doesn't really join in. Sarah's kind of just sitting off to the side. Yeah, and Sarah looks miserable. Yeah. She is covered in these bites, mm -hmm. which I realize we haven't seen them at Rotu, like these no-nos. But I don't know if that's just because why introduce them twice and talk about them. They did show a montage of people with bumps. I don't mm. remember if there were Rotu people in that montage in a previous episode. Either way, she seems to be getting it real bad and, yeah, does not want to participate. No, she doesn't want to participate. She's feeling miserable. She's just like, hey, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm, I'm getting bit up real bad. I'm going to go home. We'll see you guys later. Is Sarah the worst Survivor player since season one? Since season one. one. Okay, sorry. I was like, um... You were going to pick up the BB photo. I was going to pick up the BB photo. The man who tried to get himself voted off. <laughs> Forever in our hearts. Forever in our hearts. Not not including, like, you know, season three, people got sick, whatever. Yeah. Happens. 
is Sarah the worst Survivor player we've seen since season one? Strategically, it's up there. I think she might be. So I, I Listen, we've tried to defend her and be like, I'm sure the show's not giving her a good edit, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah. At this point, I have no reason to, to disbelieve what everyone else is saying. She seems like a waste of space. I want to throw Linda in there, too. Oh, yeah. And at least Linda had alliance had an alliance. Yeah. And uh what's her face from Australian Outback who got voted out first? Oh yeah, first votes are hard. I know. I like, see a lot. But yeah, you're she right. She was you're trying right. so hard. Top too. three. Yeah. Top three for sure. Absolutely. Anyway, Sarah tried to go home and got lost trying to go home by herself. Like, why would you send someone alone? It's not a good idea. No. And then has to like shout back to the group, hey! Where are you guys? <laughs> no, she's like, where am I going? And Gina's like, I don't know. I can't see you. Yeah. Hey, I'm back where you just left. Come back to us. Just absolute insanity. And then we get back to the beach. And it shows her talking a little bit. She's laying on the American flag Which at was the beach. Pascal's item. At the beach. Yeah. On the ground. Yep. If we're doing, like, a hyper-nationalist take on Survivor... Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Why did they show that shot? I didn't even think about that. That's not supposed to touch the ground, my dude. Yeah. Huh. Just want to point that out. That's, uh... I people in 2002 got real bad about that. I bet they did. I probably probably did. You gotta burn that flag. Anyway, (laughs) here's here's your take. Here, we go back to row two. And Sean confronts Gabe. Get, talk to me about that. Oh my god. This conversation is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Sean... Sean needs to work on his emotional regulation skills. Because he just starts yelling at Gabe about like, we're not, you know, we're, not, we're grown men, we're going to have orders barked at us, and then goes into the slavery comparison, which again, not qualified to talk about that. That's a big thing to throw on somebody that you've known for a day. Yeah. And you are outnumbered. Like, it's, it's not like it is Gabe being like, you gotta work more, blah, blah, blah. Like, you are not assimilating into the way that their tribe runs things, and you are outnumbered, and this is a game about numbers. I this- want to say so much of this is holdover from Hunter. Oh, I'm sure. And Gabe is just the new Hunter to him. Yeah. And, like, I don't think he's acting like hunter but no. i think they're just they're out of the fire into the frying pan in a different scenario yeah it's sean this is fucking stupid yeah. like hey but i'm a grown man if a grown man that's about to go home if y'all want to vote us off vote us off is directly out of his mouth that this gives the same energy as what are you gonna do stab me guy who got stabbed <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it with Vesepia. Who wants nothing to do with this conference. No. Want nothing to do with the drama that ensues. Like, regardless, if you were right or if you were wrong, I don't want anything to do with it. And she's right. She's absolutely right. This is right. a waste of your time and energy. It doesn't. It does nothing to help you except make you feel better. And it does so much bad. Vesepia is sitting there like, why are you blowing up your own spot? Yeah. Like, you don't have to do this. You didn't need that conversation. But apparently, you did to make yourself feel good. Yeah. I don't know. Dumb. Dumb. Dumb, dumb. And we go to immunity. A scrambled weave puzzle. 
This was an interesting challenge. It is an interesting challenge. At first glance, I was like, this doesn't look that difficult. Same. And then I watched them moving it, and I was yeah. like, oh, this looks impossible. Because in first glance, you're like, okay, it's like checkerboard weave. Mm -hmm. So if I pull this, eventually it's going to give me a pattern. Because it starts out blank, which yeah. is why I was like, okay, this is easy. Yeah. Because there's only so much pattern here if i just keep pulling eventually it's going to be correct but it's not that no because only certain squares are showing up here mm -hmm. so there is some some give and take and some pull and they have a reference guide yep that tells me it is much more difficult than we're looking at from an audience perspective no it looks hard as hell and i think there is more than um like yes it starts out blank but i think there's more art than there are like, it's not just a pull it till you get art in every yeah, square. As there thing. should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have again a tale of two tribes here. Oh, yeah. Mataamu is inept at this challenge. They change the music when it goes over to Maraamu. That's how bad it is. They... <laughs> They're trying so... Well, I shouldn't say that. They're trying. Kathy's trying so Kathy hard. Kathy is trying to lead. And this is the most credit I want to give... Kathy, because that tribe, it seems so disorganized and it needed a leader. Even mm. if I don't think she was doing it the best possible way, it needed someone to step up. I disagree. Okay, go on. I think that this is the hunter problem again. And because we have seen Pascal and Nyla mm -hmm. work well in these challenges. So it's not like it's Kathy leading Mara Amu and Mara Amu being like inept and also Mara Amu in previous challenges very close to winning in this type of challenge you need someone yes you need a leader uh -huh. but you also need people that will collaborate and Kathy is just commanding if I have to hear if I had to hear her say find the eyeballs one more time I was going to turn the tv off <laughs> and also hey Kathy there's more than one set of eyeballs because there's ones on the sides too so you're actually looking at I think five sets of eyeballs, nothing you are saying is helpful. <laughs> and vice versa, Rotu is killing it. Yeah. Like, it does not take them very long at all. And if you notice, yes, Gabriel's doing a lot of the talking, but there's a lot of conversation mm -hmm. back and forth. And on Mara Amu, it is just Kathy talking over people. Yeah. But again, like, I don't see Sarah doing anything in this challenge. Well, just, Sarah hasn't done anything all game. That's fair. But like... Pascal looks like he's trying, but he looks really confused. And of course he is. Kathy's shouting out eyeballs for ten minutes straight. <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I think that this needed a leader. Agree to disagree on this one. Also, if I, I talking about the people who sat out, if I was mm. Boston Rob and Sean, I would not have sat out. No, not at all. That's insane to me that they agreed to sit out. That's grounds for throwing a challenge right there. Like everything is set up for them to be tossed out. Yeah. The only, I mean, maybe they talked about it and they do know the rule by now that you can't sit out back-to-back -back challenges. So there was a couple, maybe a couple of the women that were like, I want to do this challenge so I can sit out the next physical one we have. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, you know, if that's a conversation, fine. But I would have been very uncomfortable being Boston Rob or Sean in that situation. If I was ever in a position where I'm like, hey, the tide is clearly against me. I would refuse to sit out. Yeah. There is no way you're getting me to sit out. So yeah, this is ugly, ugly game. 
And yeah. row two absolutely smashes them. So, continuing the streak, that Mata Amu has not won a single game yet. I for sure thought that Kathy was going home after this. And then I remember that Sarah's actually useless, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and the show tries to put some heat on Kathy. After yeah. the challenge, like, it's looking for a reason to give us, oh, maybe, maybe which, it's somebody else. <laughs> which is funny, because the show trying to put heat on Kathy made me go, oh, so it's not Kathy then. It's clearly not Got Kathy. It. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, from Gina, that Sarah's given up. Yeah. And then it cuts to Sarah saying, I haven't given up. And then she does nothing. Yeah. She does nothing. She doesn't talk to, as far as we see, she does not talk to anyone. She doesn't try to be like, hey, that Kathy's kind of over, kind of like, uh, you know, pushing you around, huh? Nobody. Yeah. She just lays on the beach and waits for death. Yep. There's no strategy involved here. Nope. Bye-bye. <laughs> she might have been, if not for Boston Rob, she might have been the second vote. I mean, should have been. Yeah, absolutely. I I think she should have been. Anyway, we get to tribal. We got to grab torches for our new friends who haven't been to tribal yet. Insane. And we man. still have to do that. Yep. This is episode <laughs> four. four. Episode four, and now there are still five people who have not gotten their torches. Uh huh. It's a good Hilarious. time. <laughs> Gina does not miss the old tribe. Talks to Jeff Why about would that. She? Of course, she was at the bottom. Now she's no longer at the bottom. It makes all the sense. Kathy was pissed about the tribe swap. And again, we talked about this. She was at the top. Not really, but she was at the top, and now she's at the bottom. But we're not losers. We think that this is a new era. Going forward, this is going to be a new era. It's good to have hope. I know, right? Any thoughts? No, Sarah's fucking worthless. <laughs> I... I tried to... I tried I tried to be like, there has to be something more going on, right? Nope, Boston Rob was horny and she was lazy. Hey. And that's the end of it. Can't you wait, though, for the absolute heartbreak of Boston Rob realizing that she's gone? I, he's not, he's not going to care. <laughs> he's not going to care. I don't know what you could possibly be talking about. <laughs> yeah, I have a hot take. Go on. Or hot prediction. Okay. I'm so ready to be wrong next episode, but... Sure. It still feels like Mara Amu are the protagonists. Like, even new Mara Amu? No, no, sorry. The, the original Mara Amu tribe members are still the protagonists. Okay. We hear from Boston Rob, Sean, Gina a lot this episode. We hear from Sarah a little bit more than normal. That's because she's going home and we'll never have to hear from her again. Fair. And we, we hear from Vesepia once or twice. I, I kind of hope we get to hear more from Vesepia. But Vesepia, to her own acknowledgement, it's like, I stay out of drama. It's a reality TV show. Uh, that's going to make you get less camera time. Give Sorry. Give me the drama. Uh, yeah. I think that Sarah is the last Mara Amu tribe member to go home. Original Mara Amu tribe member to go home before the merge. Ooh. Okay. Watch Sean go home next episode. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anything. How do you think Sarah does in future survival? Awful. <laughs> Awful. God, she would, I think without Boston Rob... And Peter, she's the first vote on any season she's in. Yeah. Uh, outside, you know, outside of, like, the, she doesn't do anything to, like, actively make people want to get rid of her the mm -hmm. first three days. She's not BB. She's not Peter. But she'd be the first vote in most of her seasons. I, she came here for vacation. And it sucks because 
people want to be on the show and want to do things, and she just chooses to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think... She's a season one player that got lost and actually ended up in season four. <laughs> How did I get here? Whoa. <laughs> Imagine Sarah in the Desert of Jordan. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad that fell through. This is the first season that feels... Like, everything before this feels like a prologue. And maybe I've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I haven't, but maybe I have. Every season before this feels like a prologue. And this feels like the first season of Survivor. Yeah. You will be shocked to know that Sarah does not come back. What? I know, right? Sarah... Oh, and hey, look, Survivor Circuit 2002. We can call somebody kind of useless when they're useless, and it doesn't have to be misogynistic or about their boobs. Yeah... Are you sure? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Sarah goes on. Sarah kind of fades off into the sunset here. Shocking. Like, does some modeling work in 2003. Did a Playboy shoot. Oh. Appears on a couple other Survivor-adjacent reality slash TV programs. Like, like you would show up on your spot on yeah. the morning show. You she show has up, no charisma. Gets married, gives birth to three children... And revealed she got a master's degree, so that's fun. Cool. Good for her. Yeah. And, like, there's some stuff. Didn't do a quarantine questionnaire. Okay. But there is the one from Post Boot from Mm -hmm. EW. Mm -hmm. And I don't like a lot of this. I mean, most of it's... Pretty sexist? Yeah. Like, even the questions are kind of gross from EW. I mean, I shouldn't expect any less, but, like, maybe a little more tact from this. So I'm honestly going to skip it unless there's, like, something you are dying to know about Sarah. Not really. She feels like an influencer. Like, nowadays, when, like, an, like somebody gets on the show and you're like, oh, you're here to up your personal profile. You have no interest in this show whatsoever. Yeah. That's kind of what Sarah feels like. Well, after she got kicked off, she had a great time. She went swimming and kayaking and fishing, hung out with the other people who got kicked off. Oh my god. And that must have been awkward with Hunter. Hunter and Peter. Yeah. (laughs) And there was some there was one thing that I did want to point out about the it does talk about would you pose would you pose for Playboy? And the question is posed, so I gotta ask, would you pose for Playboy? Gross. She does end she up does. doing it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, they've already called. There's negotiating to be done. So, I don't know. I don't know why you would ask. You don't just walk up to a woman, like an attractive woman with large breasts, and like, would you pose for Playboy? The literal only reason you would do that is if in the pre-interview, you were like, any opportunities you want us, like future opportunities you want us to talk about, and she gave them that lead. But other than that, like, yeah, gross. <laughs> you must have been relieved to get away from the biting no-no bugs. Hmm. And says, I'm still recovering after all this time. Whoa. I mean, this was not... This was probably like half a year to a year. That's post-game. a long time. It's a long time. I'm still recovering after all this time. The actual scabs and itching went away after about a month after oh I got God. home. But I can still see marks. It grossed me out to watch the episodes, though, and see how much weight I lost and how dirty I was. Sure. Yeah. So, there you go. There's Sarah. Wow. <laughs> Who's your protagonist of the episode? Weirdly enough, it's Gina. Okay. We kind of follow Gina's story, probably because she's the odd one out on Mara Amu, and then suddenly not the odd one out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of her conversations around, like, Sarah and Kathy being too demanding for everyone, and 
Uh, she's kind of found herself in an accidental leadership position in the <laughs> new Mara Amu. So, yeah, if not for her, it would be, it'd probably be Sean. Sean does a lot this episode. Sean, not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot productive, but he does a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so Gina. All right. Cool. Anything else you want to end this episode with? I, if I walked onto that beach, like if I'd gotten off the raft and, and, I, and Nono Bug started biting me, I would swim. I'd swim back <laughs> home. The million bucks is tantalizing, though. Nope. Not worth it. I want to play that game, though. I want to play that game, Jared. If you guaranteed me a million dollars, oh sure. yes. If you said you have a, I'm gonna put you on this fucking beach with flying bed bugs, and you have a one in eighteen shot, I'd go. No, thank you. Goodbye. I'm out. See ya. No, I want to play the game. I know. Survivor casting. If you're listening to this show, please send me an email at SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. My name is Steven. I am 5'11", 160 pounds. I will absolutely submit a headshot. I have one here on my, on my computer if you need it. Thank you. Also, I have a bumper. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out. Jared, what... I don't know. What are you, you going to do with the rest of your life? I am a little bitch when I'm hungry, though. That Ooh. would be a problem. Ooh. <laughs> that would be a problem. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Yeah, sure. Fuck, I don't know, man. Um, what are you going to do when you grow up? <laughs> uh, I never thought I'd make it this long, Stephen. I'm really playing with house money here at this point. I don't know. I there was, a, there was a short time where I was like, maybe I'll be a lawyer. And then I learned that lawyers' lives suck. <laughs> and uh, I, have the, I have the disposition for it, but I refuse to tarnish my work-life balance like that. I would be miserable all the time. Yeah. So I, I might, I might uh, eventually go back to school to uh, teach, to teach theater. I enjoy the idea of being a lawyer and having, like, brain puzzles to solve and how to like persuade a jury Mm -hmm. but the actual doing is not something that i would be very good at i'm not a good argumentative person i am prone to like emotional empathy so if things are getting heated then i'm gonna get heated or i'm gonna like break down and cry no objection i think i'd be very good at it doesn't make for a good lawyer you would be much you would be much better than i would i'd be a much better lawyer than a survivor player uh (laughs) but i alas will not do that either because uh i don't want to be miserable Hmm. even if i'd be good at it and make money doing it hey the law board what am i thinking of the the bar association yeah hey bar association of illinois Give my buddy a, a break here. Like, just, just slide, yeah. slide a degree on over. Slide to the left. I, it's not law school that worries me. It's the actual life of a defense attorney, which yeah. is the law I'd want to practice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, I started watching the. It's a little old, but the cyberpunk anime oh, on yeah. Netflix. That shit fucks, man. It is so good. Mm. Trigger, the studio that made it, is my favorite animation studio. It, oh, every episode's <laughs> better. It's so good. It's short. Watch it. It's like nine episodes. Nice. I am going to promote, if you've ever gone and you see clips, I see clips all the time on TikTok and social medias of a show called Game Changers. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen the show, it's on College Humor's streaming service, which, why does College Humor have a streaming service? If nothing else, go use the three-day free trial, watch some episodes of Game Changer, and like 
enjoy that because it is beautiful. And if we have the time, I want to sit down with Jared and watch one. I've seen the TikToks. It looks funny. It is funny. It's really funny. Essentially, it's a game show, but the game is different every single time and the contestants don't know what they're doing. So they show up, they rock up, and then suddenly, hey, we're playing a game. What are the rules? I don't know. Let's play the game. (laughs) All right. Anything else? No. All right. I I was trying to think of something clever. 404. (laughs) Website not found. There's nothing going on up here, Stephen. That was my Windows XP noise. If, if you That's wish, you know we're old. If you wish to license Steven's voice for Windows XP, send an email to SurvivorTVT at gmail.com. <laughs> I need to get out of this episode. Yeah. What's your escape plan, Steven? <laughs> From my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. From my host, Steven, this is Jared and Windows XP. 